Podcast, a podcast with me, Al, about mental health and uh, well-being, self-care, recovery. Um, This is actually the second time we've attempted to record this podcast episode. (laughs) We recorded on... Two weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, actually, yeah, Two. maybe it was three. Yeah, it was a really good yeah. one. Yeah. So let's. This stuff for that to be acknowledged to the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we can't recreate it, I guess. I mean, we, we could attempt. Yeah, but it's better to let that be a moment yeah, in time. What's done is done. Um, so I guess we're going to talk about like internal health and like the stuff that you really uh, are into, such as, you know, like your gut health stuff. Yes. Um, and, you know, clean eating and, you know, I guess body image. Yeah. And all, that's a life struggle. All that stuff. A life struggle. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Do you think it's like, especially as women, it is a life struggle? Yeah. The body stuff. I also feel like particularly like I have a particular gripe with. Like, I don't really I don't actually I don't know. Maybe that's an extreme statement. I, what I was going to say is I don't actually believe that the kind of like visibility plurality moment is actually making body image better. I don't like, I don't know if that's right. necessarily true. Like, I mean, I guess on a very basic level, maybe there's like incremental changes. Like I do like, and so in that sense, I guess maybe things are improving, but I feel like there's more, And this is like, you know, I think historically what happens more so than we're even willing to acknowledge is still the case now is that there's just like shifts in body standards that are idolized and we're just in one that more so aligns with a certain idea of health, but also being really skinny aligned with this idea of health. Like we talked about that last time where it's just like that juicing. Yeah, it's not, it's no longer, it's no longer like like bone thin <laughs> but now it's like having perfect proportions or like, like insane you know like or like insane insane really insane proportions um yeah you know but proportions yeah, right. that like insane, align not perfect. with an idea of like fertility or something and so in certain ways you could like argue mm, that it's like mm-hmm. a return to like an old like a more standard idea right. of like or standard or but yeah. it but it is still a standard yeah. um, and it's, that, like, we need to, like, look right. like, even if it's a little different than, like, uh, waif, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, the Kim Kardashian model. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, that's, like, not a normal body. No. Right? No. And it's, like, <laughs> and I think, like, like, it's sort of funny because, like... It's that's used as a way 
like that sort of body type is advocated as if it's more like this is like more like real women because it's curvier uh-huh. and like this is but it's like it's really insane it's like a lot of like strategic because I being an extreme body dysmorphia person like I constantly am obsessing yeah. over like you know like workout stuff and surgeries and like whatever and like all of this and like all like, the things like the kind of like strategic liposuction bbl fat grafting fat transfer culture is so insane like oh my god like that yeah. apparatus is like so what's enabling like so much of what we see as these bodies is through that which is like interesting to me because on, on the one hand and i'm like not- very like radical self-determination like i do think you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want with your body. And maybe I'll even one day get some surgery where they like suck fat out of my waist. So that's strategically things, you know what I mean? And then do a bunch of, yeah. I don't know, but it's, I mean, it's really cool that we, um, figured that out as, um, humans. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It is cool. <laughs> I like, I find all of it really amazing, but it's like, it's never the, it's never the kind of like, just like specific kind of micro manifestations of uh, like like whether it be surgery or new workout ideas or whatever that I find sort of like problematic or that that can irk me it's more so the presentation of it as if it's like inherently like benevolent and or a reflection of like progress that I find to be problematic and weird Right, because it is supposed to, like, be pivoting toward a more healthy body standard where it's, like, just, like, not healthy at all. It's all, like, a facade, and it costs a lot of money. And I even find myself, like, I I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I'm currently on, like, a, like, I'm on, like, a weight gain journey where I'm, like, eating, like, I try and eat, like, 25, you know. I don't count my calories, but I try to eat, like, a lot of food every day, and then I basically just do these, like, lower body exercises, because I was, like, I wanted it, I want, like, a bigger butt and thighs, Uh and it is cool, okay, like, my butt and thighs are getting bigger, but it's also, can, that can turn into a weird, crazy obsession, where it's, like, I'm, like, yeah, absolutely, a certain amount of calories, and it's just, like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. I recently gave up sugar, so I'm, like, withdrawing from sugar really crazy i had no idea how bad my problem with sugar was so i've been trying i've been like eating so much more because i need i don't know i've i've because basically all i ate was was sugar and now i just like need to be conscious of like making sure that i eat Mm -hmm. more like yesterday i was sitting on like a stoop and like my butt started to hurt because I could feel the bone like my bones and I was like oh my god that's like not a good sign of of health and um a healthy weight or a healthy I don't know we shouldn't even think of it in terms of weight it should just be like how more like how you feel right like in that moment I felt like oh this isn't this isn't cool this is not comfortable I um yeah, I feel like the obsession with calories and and scales and weight and and much. measurements. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I did the I did the calorie counting for I would say for the first month of of starting this thing cuz I just I was like I just want to have uh-huh. a bit, I just want to have like a somewhat of an idea of how many calories will just make my butt bigger, but like once I kind of figured out what to do and got patterns, I was like I'm definitely not going to count calories cuz it's not healthy for me. Just like I don't have a scale, mm-hmm. I hate having a scale, and that's yeah, no scale. Gaining or losing weight, I just don't. 
the scales are just like and counting calories is so arbitrary I, right like, i'm like who determined like what even is a calorie is 100 and like 20 calories <laughs> yeah. i don't need like who's deciding this i don't know yeah it, it, it doesn't make any sense when i was in the psych ward for eating disorders we would just um use the fist method so like one portion of food is the size of a fist yeah. and like your plate should have like five fists <laughs> on it it was like baby language basically because <laughs> everyone there like was emotionally so was a baby right. you could not tell you couldn't tell how how old anyone was there like they could have been 13 or like 63 right it was wild but yeah so yeah but moving from like a uh, heroin chic to a more fertile body standard or seemingly yeah, fertile seemingly. I, I think that's like where it's where it stems yeah from. yeah well it's a it's, combination it's, of that but also i think i also think that we're we're seeing a kind of it's almost like in in a certain way in this in the same way that you could argue that like a lot of celebrities represent a kind of like hi, a like hybridized version of different ideals like is she latino is she biracial maybe she's like has a black right. parent maybe she's like half filipino half brazilian we don't know in the that, same way that like, yeah that's so trendy yeah right that now. a lot of like <laughs> celebrities rep- are like like visually are kind of this like merger of different ideals i also think that it's like certain things are converging where it's like the pornographic body on one hand um, right because we're also saying like that's i've been thinking about a lot about that lately for a lot of reasons like whether it you know, but I think that the kind of, because porn is another thing in the same way that. Well, yeah, wait, I, I haven't watched porn in a while. Are the, what are the body like types now? Like in porn, I feel like it's still like baby doll. I mean, that's there, I mean, but I that's actually not what that's actually not like, even in terms of the most popular, like porn categories, like sort of like teen it's is incest, not the number honestly. one it's not like it used to be like more like you know like teen baby doll like whatever yeah like yeah. there's still like you know like a japanese fetish like that's definitely still there but actually there's a lot of like like mm-hmm. ebony is way more popular now um really yeah like like um Hot, kind of like bbw cool. is way more popular now which kind of makes sense given like what we're talking about like Mm -hmm, but it's like categories before that i think were relegated a little bit further down on the list it's like i think like like sort of like preferences in porn are now also reflected in preferences in body types you know what i mean and yeah absolutely and, and that has merged with the sort of like instagram ideal where it's not like explicitly just straight up pornographic you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because porn almost has this kind of like can at least at different points have that kind of like cartoonish element or something. But it is there. Mm-hmm. And it's like interesting to me because I think we're also cartoonish. Like, like I've been thinking a lot lately about how, you know, in this era where we're both critical of kind of like the fabrication and pandering of certain identity politics, at, you know, Mm-hmm. via kind of like corporate lenses as like synonymous with social progress like being really critical of that on the one <laughs> hand and then also being critical right. of just like social media as like a psychological apparatus that has a reward system that affects us in certain ways 
and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> giving up our privacy, blah, 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 blah. But that a lot of those critiques, at least in the way that they're publicly advocated, aren't also like launched at pornography in the sense that we don't see this, like the total kind of media consumption as, as, as related. Wow. And so, yeah, I guess it is less. And like, I mean that in both ways, both in the senses that it's like cool and interesting, but also in the ways that it's like maybe like sort of like fucking with us on psychological levels that we haven't quite grappled with. Right. And I think the sort of like the porn industry is like so huge. It's huge. It's like bigger. If anything, the algorithms for like Facebook like were found their origin, or at least like one of their like most evolved forms, like in how pornography is like sort of like catered to people that, and so right you know right and, and it's interesting because we'll be like really weird about for example like facebook like like facebook sponsoring a thing or coca-cola sponsoring a thing but then we don't question like sort of like Pornhub just like shamelessly sponsoring everything because they almost i yeah. think the sort of discourse i think corporate like 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 corporate like pornographic corporate entities have kind of hijacked the language in the same way that like feminist discourse has been hijacked from just like weird girl boss kind of like entrepreneurs it's like corporate pornographic industry <laughs> like companies that sort of I, hijacked the kind of like mar- performance of marginality and sort of like like kind of like sex worker like rights discourse they've yeah, hijacked that yeah. and sort of use that to be like oh we're synonymous with that and i'm just like no you're still a corporate entity wait that definitely that w- is once they are like coca-cola yeah like they're they totally like coca-cola but like they're like, like seeing us cooler but i'm just like you yeah. aren't the same thing as like but i don't really yeah no P- pornhub is the same thing as facebook <laughs> It's like the same exact you thing. Know. I've never, I've never thought of it like that, but it is. And anyone can just like post anything on there. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I, interesting. I've just been thinking a lot about, a lot about these things. Cause like, I think quarantine has made me question my own relationship to media, generally speaking. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Because yeah, I'm such an internet person. That's and, all we have at the moment. And I spent a lot of time being really into, like, like I was a cam girl for a long time. And, like, you know what I mean? And and part of me will always kind of be into the kind of, like, internet, like, porno, whatever. Like, I'm into that vibe. But I also... Yeah, like, performancey. I'm also growing increasingly critical of it. You know what I mean? In the same way that, like... It's like I'm well, on I, Instagram, but I, 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 I don't know. I find it kind of depressing. And like in quarantine, I've actually posted like less and less and less and less and less. And I've engaged less and less and less because yeah. I, I find all of these things to be sort of equally kind of maybe not even equally, but like all of them are dark to some degree, you know? Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, I I guess like comparing cam girl work to like sex work, it is like cam girl work. It is like more cartoony and like saturated and, you know, I'm trying, I don't know. And like sex work is more raw and like less respected. In a yeah. Sense. Like more yeah. stigmatized. There's and, like, deg- there's like degrees. Cause like, like I did dominatrix work for a while. Mm-hmm. But even that was cool. different. That wasn't like, I wasn't doing like full service. Like, it's not like, it's not yeah. like someone was like, 
penetrating me. Right. I was going to say, well, I wasn't, I was going to say prostitution. Yeah. I mean, technically you know? it's prostitution. Like have I yeah, jerked no, someone I know, off but... before? Sure. Like just do someone ejaculate and my, I let someone like, re- my, I reward someone by letting them like lick my nipples. Sure. But it's like, it's different than just being, like, <laughs> the assumption is that you're coming to pay me to just yeah. like, yeah. either, you know what I mean? Have like oral or yeah, like penetrative sex, some sort of penetrative sex. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild how like that is thought of as different as so then there's like like paying for sex like straight up like how we all think of it yeah like like how we all you know like it's bad it's illegal and then like it like like with with the pyramid it's like cam girl stuff and then like honestly then instagram is so similar to cam girl stuff like people are still getting paid to like post in the same way to Instagram and and like like these fitness uh, accounts and I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm just trying to say that it's all it's like an ecosystem inter it is yeah Yeah. it's like a total it's like but I have felt this is I think the reason why all of these questions and I've why all of these questions have sort of like popped up to me and even like the zoom parties I hate the zoom nightlife parties I don't think this is I'm like this isn't a party is that like (laughs) I think there is something inherently interesting about like digital media to me but like to me what's really interesting what to me what's more interesting about it is that it offers a way to like to like redistribute kind of like the means of producing media so that more people can produce more media themselves. I think that's why I'm more interested in something like being a cam girl or even like OnlyFans. I'm more into the idea of something like that than I am Boiler Room, than I am Pornhub, than I am... like for the content, like, you know? yeah, because it's it's users like the like the it's like the, the distinction between a content producer and a content and 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 like just like a user or consumer, it's the very content, easily yeah. collapsed collapsed if there if it's there at all, um, right? Wow, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I I think OnlyFans is cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been like um, on the fence as to whether I should start one. So many people keep hitting me up and saying like, "Oh, you should start an OnlyFans. You should start an OnlyFans." I mean, I feel like you would make a ton of money. Yeah, but I also like, like I for think, sure, I think, and it would be like a fun it thing would to be do. Fun. But I think part <laughs> of me is like, and I don't know, like part of me is like, and I think this is partially just to do with like, like maybe just like getting a little bit older. Is that I think. Ultimately, I think, yes, like all of these things as hypotheticals are like, I'm totally behind it. Let's do it. Like OnlyFans, cam girl, whatever. It's like mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. the full thing, like making videos, like me and my boyfriend are like fucking and we're selling our videos online. Ultimately, I'm for mm-hmm. those things, Yeah, you know, in principle. But I think that what happens which is like it's almost like what sort of happened with the with the sort of hijacking of like feminist and just like identitarian discourse and generally is that the actual work of of like creating parody in the different like social like 
like reducing the asymmetries that exist between different like social groups hasn't actually been done. And then we're pushing these kind of media apparatuses as if by pushing those is either is either like rectifying those asymmetries or is a product of those asymmetries already being rectified in the sense that it's like yeah let's all be free sex and free media and everything but ultimately we're this is overwhelmingly targeted towards us like a male autosexual assisted self-pleasure idea of what media sexual media is Exactly. That's like the overall. That's what you know. And, and even me, and I even that's like who it's for. At a certain point, even me, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna make an OnlyFans. But ultimately, like even the way that my brain works, I only really know how to interface in that format, assuming that by default well, it's, it's an audience of a bunch of men. men. Maybe yeah. there's some curious girls I mean, that are into it too. But like ultimately speaking, like if we're keeping it trill, this is like. No, absolutely. I yeah, that is like just like a simple fact that yeah, it's like all like all of it is for men, like for men's viewing. Yeah, and men. Like, and I feel like sometimes <laughs> the actual sort of like the premature sort of advocacy of these things as inherently radical can actually do more damage in terms of like actually creating a world. Like for me, like for example, it's like because I always felt this way. I always felt this way thinking about. Um, this is one of the things that was frustrating to me about like a lot of different aspects of sex work where it's like, I think women should have in an ideal society, I think my ideal society, mm-hmm. on the one yeah, hand in my ideal society, I would say that like people are just so liberated from sex that you wouldn't have to buy it. So that's like one ideal, but like maybe that's just like a weird projection I don't know maybe that's just unrealistic on the other hand my other ideal is that everyone has equal access like I was talking to my friend about that the other day because it's like like where do women go like there's no like brothels for women like not that there's none at all but like overwhelmingly it's like if you women wanted to engage interface in that way with like having their like sexual fantasies or sexual needs met it's like it doesn't even really exist you know what I mean or it's like a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche and so I don't want to I want to both advocate for the thing but also I'm just like there's a lot of just like background structural imbalances that are like reflected in the thing so I'm not just going to say that the thing is inherently like the most radical approach to yeah I mean to, to come back to what you're saying, how there's like nothing like for women like to go like no, like brothels to go to and like where men it's like men <laughs> being objectified and doing all the work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Women maybe. just don't want to, and part but of me is just like, I once, yeah. Well, maybe these things are also just reflections of like differences in. But I do ultimately well, feel like society once, like just is not meeting women's sexual needs as much. Well, I okay. So one time I like. My ex-boyfriend was like was doing a show at this place but before they started um there was like this bachelorette party mm-hmm. and they had like these like Chippendale strippers and what it was was it was mostly like 
men kind of these men just like making fun of these women i don't know if you've ever no, seen yes, like yes no i do know this this is one of my biggest issues when i was saying this it's fuck. it's crazy i was so appalled no I was it's like, like, this is like it's like men basically <laughs> it's like men who like megalomaniac men who think they're like the hottest mm-hmm. thing on the face of the earth basically just yeah. like rubbing themselves on women who they like yep. are who they ultimately literally see as their minions absolutely and like they they don't they they don't touch the women it's just like it's so perform megalomaniac is the word because they like do all their dancing and their push-ups and shit um what was that movie about that one magic mike oh yeah Yeah. i never saw that i never saw that i heard about that (laughs) i heard about uh no i saw it it was cute but honestly (laughs) yeah when also, in one time, my 19th birthday, a cop came over to my apartment and I was like freaking out because I was like, ew, I hate cops. Like, what? Oh, my God. I, I don't want to get in trouble. But he, he ended up being a friggin' male stripper. <laughs> oh, my God. And I cried and went into my room because it was just like so humiliating yeah. to me. And it like was he was getting more out of it than like uh, I I was so humiliated and embarrassed yeah. and it was like a joke I don't know and like I feel like like uh, if a woman stripper like goes to like a group of like men like she's doing so much more work and like object I don't know no it's like totally it, but that's what I mean like, in the sense it's just like. Like, if a woman were to, like, make fun of, like, these men the way that these Chippendale dudes. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think know. that's it's, why it's I like to dominatrix different... work. That's why that was, like, cool to me. Even yeah. though, like, naturally no, I'm cool. much more submissive sexually. You know what I mean? That's not necess- That's not a mm-hmm. reflection of, like, how I am in the bedroom most of the time. Like, my personal bedroom behavior. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, like it's much more, it's naturally much more submissive. But... I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, like, I think I want the thing to reflect a kind of like, like I, but I was good at it because it was like, I do like, I think I could express like all of these things that I'm saying to you about like how I, I'm so frustrated by the just imbalances right. and just like society and sexuality and how it's just like all catered really to cool men. Outlet. Like it was really fun mm-hmm. to like take, like let that out via yeah, that's awesome that that's you know? a fetish that some men have. And then just, like, I scream at someone to, like, go jerk off in a corner in a paper towel is so fun. Ew. It's <laughs> oh so God. fun. I'm such a prude. I, but, I mean, I would, like, love to do that, though. It would feel... Re- that, yeah, that's, like, therapeutic. Yeah, and you get paid. It was really... It all is, like, a nice little thing. But did it ever get... Like you, so you established you were in charge. Yeah, like I mean, I was in charge. I like mean, you but would never like felt one like... time I had one, I had one client who, because a lot of like a lot of men that do that are, I would say the overwhelming majority are just like, they like need the experience of being like they need the experience of being a sub. That's the only thing they're interested in. You know what That's I mean? Crazy. That's all they want. But then there are some guys that are just more, they you know, they have different aspects, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of men that are just like, like some men that are just like freaks. Like they've just spent like 
a lot of time watching a lot of weird porn. They've been on a lot of weird hookup sites. They've been on a lot of Craigslist pages, like a lot of those guys. You get some of those sometimes. And so there was a guy that would come to me just because he was into it, but he found me really attractive and he kind of knew that, like I found him really attractive too. Um, and one time he did actually just, we just had sex where he like fucked me. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was really hot. Yeah. Like we broke the kind of. The, the business Yeah, code. we broke yeah. the. But it was really intense. It was, I, I was. But it kind I mean, it's cool. I, I like, I get it. Um, like imagine if you've had, like, you I guess we probably had like maybe like three sessions or something. I don't know before that. Uh-huh. And it's like, like all of that was essentially almost served as like foreplay. You know yeah, what I mean? So it was cool. cool. It's like the fantasy of like fucking your therapist. Yeah, or something. yeah. <laughs> um, that is really cool. I yeah. The the few times that I've like had business, like, and sexual interactions collide has been really cool but ultimately like i can't really see the that like any of those people yeah it's weird yeah (laughs) Yeah. um but yeah so we were talking about so bodies um body image yeah i i can't stop thinking about like how for like fertility could play into this new standard of beauty yeah or maybe it it is like us just like getting older and we're that's where we just like pay attention to our age group like i don't know what teens are really well looking i at think as like standards of beauty. I, so oh what is her name oh my god i'm so pissed that i forgot her name it's Diane something. I'm going to remember it and send it to you after. But she's basically, okay. she, like, she does all of the, for, for Tashin books, like, she does, like, the Big Tits book, the Pussy book, the Dick book. She's the editor of all uh-huh. of the, of all of the erotic and, um, all of the erotic uh, Tashin books. But she was, like, an editor, um, she was, like, an editor for these kind of, like, fetish, like, softcore porn magazines for years. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with her. I mean, she has, sometimes she has like weird, she says like weird, like she has like weird racial things sometimes that I find a little bit unsettling, but I, I generally, I, I sort of fuck with her take. And um, <laughs> it's funny because she was describing this. Like I've already heard this before, but usually applied to sort of like Victorian standard, like body standards, like, like, like right. women of this type, like when starvation was an issue, like women who were really, yeah, really like big were considered more beautiful women, was, in this period. Yeah, and they then, were rich. yeah. So, you know, yeah, there's, <laughs> there is an idea of a kind of like anthropology of like the body or something definitely exists, but mm-hmm. it's like people, I, I don't know why, but I think sometimes it's more difficult for people to see how that's happening in the more like quick and really like rapid pace cycles that we're in now but she was basically saying like by the time you are in your like by the time you're in your adulthood like late adulthood like maybe like 40s and 50s like whatever like erotic and or pornographic material is being produced at that time is going to reflect the next generation standards of what a body is or is not 
And so, like, I don't think we will really know fully what the, like, babies, like, I mean, to me, what I hope, like, like, in some ways, I hope that we can actually get to a point of, like, genuine kind of just, like, plurality. Because we're definitely not there. It's, like, the discourse is there. The, like, performative, like, virtue signaling of that is there. But that's not actually there. And... But I think it could be. And so it's interesting and like really cool for me to think that maybe in like 10 years we'll see a kind of like erosion of in the way that like I think music maybe has done like like music I think is really, really like insanely like, yes, it's still like ghettoized and balkanized in certain ways. But I think that like things like SoundCloud, at least at, at their inception, maybe not at this point, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, et cetera, were really uh-huh. interesting and generative for just like insane kind of like yeah, automatic, like just like genre dispersion genres. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. I don't think that that's happened and- necessarily. Do you think it's because we don't have like a, I mean, it is like, like you were saying before, like these, like these celebrities, like, is she, does she have a black parent? Like what, you know, I feel like it is, it is getting there. Um, in terms of like plurality. Yeah, but that's almost more of a kind of just like trying to come up with a new corporate synthesis than it is plurality. It's like Beyonce <laughs> you're right, could you're be right, Kim you're Kardashian's right. cousin True. and our half sister. You know what I mean? Like they could all like, mm-hmm. is Ariana Grande like Latino? Is she not? Like they're all kind of yeah. like performing like, like I remember in the, um, I, th- I want to say like this kind of like late 90s into like early to mid 2000s when do you remember when this was happening where it would be like Time Magazine where it would be like the future of the human race and it was like a really tan girl with like green eyes and like she would have like kind of like loose curly hair and it would be like the scientific American would also do this thing where there was like an obsession with like the future of race you know what I mean and like there will be oh no white people God, by like 20 I, you know what, whatever I kind of... and it's like what and like I, I I remember that that and weird like, moment, um, like dark skin with light. Yeah, eyes. just like everyone goes crazy. Is like yeah, I I do remember that. Uh, wild, just like creating like a new, like instead of like addressing racial inequality it's just like let's just like make a new yeah let's just like promote the idea that we'll all reach a singularly like yeah singular (laughs) cohesive mix what it just like doesn't even make sense it yeah that's crazy i do remember that though and it's still that's still it's totally that's actually it's totally still it's going on now with ariana grande and yeah yeah it's wild yeah um yeah i mean i think there's been a kind of like weird anyway wait what were you gonna what were you gonna say i was gonna ask if we should switch gears (laughs) no but keep going (laughs) okay i mean um so that's like outer like yeah body stuff what about let's talk about like the inner stuff now like 
right? Is, yeah. Does that does that does that make is the a good like, I like segue? That segue. I mean, <laughs> okay. Okay. So like that was just like all the outer body stuff that we just like physically or like uh we just like see yeah. but don't feel. I do think I would say I think that there's much more like I think I'm more genuinely hopeful, I guess I would say, or like I feel like I don't feel conflicted about investment in current kind of like progress, advancement, research, even like marketing and things like that surrounding, like especially gut health, I'm obsessed. Like I really love yeah. this shift into the kind of like, like really trying to map out and understand parts of our body that were previously neglected, at least based on like Western models of what like health and like, you know, a relationship mm -hmm. to health and wellness and sickness and like substances, like and medicine and all of that is really shifting so much now, you know, and that has been so has had like such a radical influence on my life. Um, especially mm -hmm. coming from like a former eating disorder background. Like I think for me, uh -huh. like that's actually been a way to supplement or kind of like to, to like really make serious like headway into what would previously be a space overwhelmingly just defined by like anxiety, insecurity eating. and extreme control. Mm -hmm. And uh -huh. so, like like clean eating is just another term yeah and I went through a lot all of the phases you know what I mean stuff. like all of the phases of like restrictive eating like whatever but mm -hmm. I think that like a shift that's really that was really important to me is just like focusing more on like how I feel than on like any like external markers like it's not about how I look like necessarily. The like, the, obviously yeah. those things are tied together. Like I find that I generally mm -hmm. feel better when I eat healthier food. Obviously that's yeah, true. Yeah. But that's like a radically different place from being like a weird, you know what I mean? Eating disorder, alcoholic, where it's like I'm no, facing it's, a it's beef a, patty at 3 a.m. and then like maybe vomiting in that in the morning progress. and just like railing a violence <laughs> mm -hmm. and drinking coffee, which is like definitely oh not focused on how I feel <laughs> like at all. Yeah. And also yeah. an extreme form of like restrictive eating. Yeah, no, I, I, Jesus, I just f had flashbacks of that being my life, my past life, yeah. like every day. Jesus Christ. Uh, people, I don't know what, to, again, I don't, I don't know if it's just that we, we're, we've gotten older and we're, so we're thinking about these things more, but I don't know. I think, I think gut health is like huge I mean, right now. Like everyone's getting their colonoscopies right. and wait, not colonoscopy, colonics. Also, colonoscopy like, yeah, is the like cancer maybe one. it could be like we're getting older, but like honestly, most people, most of my peers most of our peers, like, I am not seeing a lot of people really being that into that. You know what I mean? Like, most people are still, like, on the, like, oh, like, my version of artisanal li living is, like, a $20, like, cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger, but, like, in Greenpoint. You know what I mean? The Greenpoint, like, artisanal cheeseburger is still, like, my version of boutique living. And I'm, like, really? Like, that's your version? I'm oh, my God. That is so gluttonous and disgusting to 
to me right yeah. now. <laughs> um, as as a person with Greenpoint experience, um, yeah, the Five Leaves Burger celebrated. Yeah, but yeah, that's like people's idea of. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> like meat. I I one I don't eat meat. It's disgusting. Um, yeah, I really just don't crave. I don't really crave meat. I don't crave meat. I, I mean, yeah, like fish, I, I sometimes say, like, crave fish it. Fish doesn't leave me feeling like horrible. So there are times where I'm like, mmm, fish would be kind of cute. But <laughs> I I just don't like the flesh feeling in my mouth. But we don't have to talk about that. It's like the mouth feel. That's a <laughs> the, of chewing on flesh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that's a whole other convo. I love animals. I also love animals. Like 100% <laughs> animals. Yeah, I like was supposed to get. I love them so much. Sorry, I'm just thinking about animals. I was supposed to get um a colonic before Quar, and I'm so pissed that I never uh, did. I want a colonic so badly. I've never had one. Have you gotten one? Because I'm so <sighs> I like. Really I think for me. Because this is also, like, I think for me, I'm so against the kind of institutionalization and kind of, and industrialization of things that, like, I feel like I should have total autonomy over what I choose to do with my body. And I, I yeah, find absolutely. it really, dysto I, I can find it, like, a kind of, like I can feel like it's a sort of dystopic way of being when my interface to my health and things like that has to be through a kind of, like, pharmaceutical or medical or corporate apparatus. And so for me, like, like I've never gotten a clonic, but I've done, like, the psycho where I'm just, like, three-week, like, juice fast Juice and I'm doing clowns. like crazy enemas like yeah. every like every morning I wake up and it's like the first two hours uh -huh. of my day are just like psychotic enemas where I'm just like putting like <laughs> two gallons of water in me and then I'm putting wheatgrass and holding it in and I'm just like high in a bathroom in LA just like totally bugging out like I've done wait that sounds like really cool no, it's um, it was amazing um, it was honestly it was a it was a, a that was the most hardcore I've ever been and it was like and what's funny is that, like, even though in that process of doing the juice fast, I was at, like, I was really, really thin because mm -hmm. I wasn't actually mm -hmm. trying to be thin. And because I was actually just focused on how I felt, like, when I broke that and started eating again, that was the first time that I got to a place of just, like, generally eating and not, like, a, a sort of, like, oh, balanced awesome. place of eating so came after that. Because it, that is a slippery slope. It could definitely go the yeah. opposite direction with a juice fast. I mean, whenever I'm on a juice fast, people seem to really like me a lot more. <laughs> like, people, I don't know. Uh, just because... Not, not people. Like, when I, when I had, like, a corporate job, all the fashion girls were really into it. Yeah. Just such a toxic, disgusting environment, and I'm so glad to be out yeah. of it. Everyone was juicing at the same time and everyone is in such bad moods and like shaming each other for like even right, thinking about just like food. and just like like, sh like shivering and shivering. Yeah, it's so death. cold. Yeah, it's shivering. Actually, that's yeah, that's very funny. But uh, that's really cool that you went that that way 
that route yeah. after a juice cleanse because I feel like it's hard. Once I'm super obsessed with something, re it's really hard for me to stop or like do anything in moderation, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, same. I think, but that was coming, that was coming from having like colitis, ulcerative colitis. And so I think be, like that experience was so intense. And I think th I know that like my colitis was like, and it's very, it's oh, highly likely that it was tied to like my years of just like extreme, like treating my body like garbage with eating disorders and just like vomiting and oh then being God. like, like my four loco phase was the most intense where it's just like, I'm literally like the delusion of just like getting like, like buying Trader Joe's like shredded kale, like the kale that they cut into little like rectangular pieces and being like, oh, does anyone yeah. want, like I'm gonna have like chips and hummus for dinner and just like dipping those in hummus, eating like maybe like chips. 10 of those dipped in hummus and being like, let me get my carbs, five saltine crackers, chugging a four loco. It's like, no wonder I had an ulcerative colitis. Like, what? Yeah. Oh my God. And then just like How buy a Vance and call. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. It like uh, takes a toll 8 on seven thirty a.m. It takes a toll on your go. body doing that sort of thing. Yeah. I was like seeing this guy who like literally had like uh, liveritis or something. Like his liver was like like deterior deteriorating, but he was still like drinking beer in moderation i'm like you are going to die like because i don't know i mean we need to take care of our bodies <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's <laughs> yeah our bodies ourselves keep the laws off of them yeah um but there really is no way to stop these like standards uh, um, of body for women because it really is just no. all for men. No, for men yeah. Who watch porn? I mean, you can like like I had really like like I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, but I had a I had my my longest relationship actually. Like this is when we started dating when I was like much younger. And at this point I was like militant, just like militant, like second wave about my like feminist politics. And so I was just like, there is okay, absolutely yeah. no room for porn in my life. Porn is the objectification and degradation of women. The way that like black women and black people are treated is mm -hmm. basically making it like greasing us up for the auction block so that white people can make rac ra racial spectacles to come to like, I was being real. I was just like, no, there's no. When I found out he was watching porn, I was like, there's yeah. no room for porn. And I, like, I went off on him. I was really intense back then. Really, really intense. And although I think I, I'm like. That's understandable, though. All of that is not untrue. untrue. Right, right. And so like, I hard yeah. relate still. But I was like being, I was being so. Yeah. I was just being really intense. But I got him. I was just like, will you as an, just as an experiment, will you stop watching porn? Mm-hmm. Which is just like, I wouldn't like now I would just like almost ne I would never think of asking a guy to do that. Like what? Like, yeah, that like, is a big, it's wrong. a big ass. But I really did. Like <laughs> yeah, I was just like, will you try not watching porn as a social experiment? Yeah. So how did it work out? How did it, was it great. turn out? Like, it was really, really, really cool because it, it almost like, I don't know. Cause it sparked something in me. Like I was just really excited that he would even be willing to do that. And like in the way that I like, I like the idea of like, 
like social media, like the interface of like pornography and social media is that the distinction between, again, between like, like producer and consumer collapse. And so I, we made a lot of crazy stuff, but we had our own kind of world where it's like, I would make little videos and things and like send them to him. Mm-hmm. And we made videos of each other that we would then watch. And then I would send him things or like tell him to do sexual yeah. acts tied to things that, you know, we had a, it, we had this, we built this really intricate world that's really funny what is by definition pornography but it's like not in Uh the sense that it's not produced by an industry you know what i mean and i was even into the idea absolutely like like at one point we never did it but i i wanted him to like because i was still camming at the time and i wanted us Uh to be one of uh those couples that would like fuck on cam like I was like, that would mm-hmm. be really, that would be I mean, really, really cool, it's cool to me. Because I like the idea yeah. of like sexuality and like sort of like exhibitionism and all of these things colliding through the possibilities of like media, technology, and kind of just like connectivity. But I don't like the presumption that just like corporate entities basically like pandering products that are designed to achieve very specific ends is the same thing as that, Mm -hmm. because I don't think it is. Yeah. um, Yeah, no, it's more, it's more intimate. And yeah, I like, I like inviting the idea and like practices of pornography into a relationship. I think that's really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've had some of my best relationships like went a little like that too actually but like very private about everything obviously <laughs> yeah though though i though there i would like would like to do whatever you're saying sorry i am such a prude and i'm like <laughs> I'm sorry my like um i just got uncomfortable talking about sex i'm sorry um yeah. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. And it, <laughs> Juliana, I'm sorry. Um, I feel so stupid. We can edit this part out. I like don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> can Can you say? Can you? Wait. What are we up to? So we're up 50 minutes. Can Can you say something good now to wrap it up? Um. Well, how should, so what have we learned from this discussion? That was a crazy lapse of like my brain not functioning just now. Sometimes that's so sorry. Sometimes that just happens. I can relate. I was just like thinking about my, I feel like there are certain things that that would make me just like kind of like discombobulate. Yeah, that I, I was just remembering the things that like are on the internet, like that, that I know her and I just like got, I just spiraled. That was a spiral you just witnessed. A full blown spiral. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of like how, like these, this podcast was kind of a spiral. I don't know where. I don't even know where we started. How we? Got yeah, it. we we took We're a just... hole. We took a hole. We went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, we did. We take did. your supplements. Gut health. Gut health is the new turn up. Gut health. Gut health is yeah, the new yeah. turn up. And it's also like, I but, truly believe, I actually believe this related to all of like, I, this is going to be sound so dumb. And now like the, the thought is in my head, but like, I, I truly can't believe wait. If you are like, 
if you can like get to a place where your gut is liberated, you will like ultimately liberate other aspects <laughs> of your being. I believe that. No, I, I really, really yeah, it is all really in the gut to say, but I honestly believe that I think that like navigating the kind of complexities and the kind of like, like, like pathological and like psychological things that we're all dealing with as a result of the like fucked up times that we live in and all the paradoxes uh-huh. that like media and body image and sexuality and just like, you know what I mean? How we access like leisure and pleasure and all of these things. I truly believe that they're a lot easier to navigate when your Once like body your, is just your like gut beaming. is liberated mm-hmm. i truly do yeah you when when you physically feel better your mental everything's better yeah. and you can look at things your perspective yeah. trust your gut liberate your gut um our bodies our choices <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah um cool well thank you juliana for this episode i'm really sorry for my brain just like totally fuzzing no whatever at the end of this yeah but i really enjoyed this i enjoyed this podcast you're so smart and articulate we should do it again yeah we absolutely should we should oh my god that's time yeah, send it to me. Send it to me. Want to be a hit stop. Okay. Oh, this is perfect uh, timing. But, I have to do a Zoom call. Oh, fabulous. Great. Yeah, I have to do something too. Actually, it's one. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you again, Juliana. And let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. Okay. I'll, I'll text me your email so I can retransfer you or whatever. But...